Well, this morning is one of those unique opportunities, usually around this time of the year. I really like to spend a message preaching about the importance of a new start, the importance of a new year. I believe that God has built into life this opportunity to reflect back on where we've been this past year and to look forward to where we are going this next year. Not just as a church. I spent quite a bit of time talking about moving forward with great joy and hope this past month during the month of December. This morning is more for you, for me, individually, as a child of God, to look at my spiritual life. And the uniqueness of today is that January 1 falls on a Sunday. And so we are in the very first day of a new year, 2023. And I think that gives us all a unique opportunity. So I want us to look this morning at Romans chapter 13 and verses 11 through 14. It's Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. If you would, I just want to have you hold your place there for just a few minutes. I want to talk about where we are headed, sermon-wise. As many of you know, maybe not all of you, I know on a Sunday like this, we have a number of people who are visiting with us this morning, and we're so glad to have you. And Likewise, having people visit with us live stream this morning. But at the end of November, just this past November, I finished a two-year series in the Gospel of John. So we spent a long time working verse by verse, passage by passage, through the Gospel of John. Then in December, I had a Christmas series. And so now we come to this new year. Next Sunday morning, next Sunday morning, which will be the 8th, we're going to have Len Bartlotti. He is one of the instructors, one of the speakers at our Perspectives course. He is going to be our guest speaker next Sunday morning. So I just wanted to let you know about that. He's a very gifted speaker. He will come and share with us. And then on the 15th, the next Sunday, we're going to have the Gideons International with us. We usually have a Sunday each year where we let them come and share about their ministry and their work. And so that we will have that on the 15th. Then what I'm going to do is we're going to go to the Old Testament for a short period of time. It's been a while since I've preached out of the Old Testament. And so the end of January and all of February, I'm going to be preaching through the book of Habakkuk. Um, so it will not be a long series. It will be six sermons, six sermons out of the Old Testament book of Habakkuk. And then in March... We are going to have our March Missions Conference, and then after our March Missions Conference, we'll have a couple of weeks where we're able to focus on Easter, and then after Easter, I'm going to do another shorter series out of the New Testament book of Titus. Uh, it'll be, that's one of the pastoral epistles, and it'll be a pastoral perspective as we work through that small book. So I just wanted to let you know we, where we are headed as a church as far as the teaching from the pulpit goes. This morning, as I said, I really want us to think about the year that is ahead of us and the year that we have just gone through. 
in Romans chapter 13, in verses 11 through 14, the Apostle Paul, writing to the churches at Rome, writes, Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake up from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, nor in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Well, our first point this morning is it's, it is time to wake up. It is easy for us as Christians to fall into patterns of spiritual indifference and laziness. It just is. We, if you know Christ as your Savior, if you have received him as your Lord and Savior, you belong to him. You are sealed with his Holy Spirit, as we saw so vividly in the Gospel of John. The risen Christ lives in you by means of the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who has come to indwell us permanently. And yet, and yet we live on in sinful fallen bodies, in a sinful and fallen world. And it is so easy for us in our Christian lives, especially the more years we are a Christian. It is just easy for us to fall into patterns of spiritual indifference and laziness. The Bible warns us about slothfulness or laziness, but there are different kinds of laziness. For example, a man or a woman may be a very hard worker at their place of employment. They may be known as a very hard worker. You may be a very hard worker at your home, out in your yard. You may spend a lot of time in keeping up your home and having a very nice yard. And yet, in your spiritual life, be lazy. It is possible that you are a hard worker in one area, but lazy in another. And I really want us to think this through this morning. How am I doing with my Bible reading? Has it slacked off? There may be some of you here this morning that go days without reading Scripture. How is your prayer life? Has your prayer life become lazy? Have you become a little indifferent? What about your passion and zeal for Christ? Have you lost your first love? As the church at Ephesus is warned in Revelation chapter 2, has that love waned? Do you look at a new believer filled with excitement about Christ, filled with passion for Christ, and think, I remember when I used to be like that. This is a good time. A wonderful time for us to ask ourselves, how am I doing? 
In verse 11, Paul says, Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. He says, Besides this, you know the time. Besides this, I think, is a reference not just to the previous couple of paragraphs in Romans 13, but to everything that Paul has said in Romans chapters 1 through 13. Besides this, besides everything I've just taught you, you know what time it is. You know what time it is right now. The hour has come for you to wake from sleep. Sleep here is a reference to spiritual indifference and spiritual laziness, to the fact that we just become complacent. I do. You do. We become complacent in our spiritual lives, and we need the Holy Spirit to light a fire underneath us, to rekindle that joy, that passion, that zeal that we know we ought to have in our lives, that joy of the Lord. He says, the hour has come for you to wake up. Wake up from your spiritual sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believe. I believe the primary reference here is the return of Christ, the completion of our salvation. Our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. I think it can also have reference, strong reference, to the day of our death. And just think about it. I know it's obvious, and yet it is so important, and it is so true. Right now, in 2023, we are closer to the coming of Christ and closer to our day of death than we were last year. It's getting closer, it's getting closer, and Paul says, wake up. You don't know what this year is going to bring. It's time to wake up from your spiritual sleep for your salvation, either completed at your death or at the return of Jesus, is nearer than it's ever been before. You are to have a sense of urgency a sense of knowing that life is brief and time is short. In Psalm 90 and verse 12, Psalm 90 is a psalm of Moses. Moses says, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. In the New International Version, it says, so teach us to number our days that we may gain, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How do you get a heart of wisdom? By knowing that life is brief. The days are passing swiftly. Be wise. Be wise in how you use these few days that that the Lord has given us upon this earth. Martin Luther, the great reformer who lived and ministered in the 1500s, said this, We should live with the day of our death constantly before our eyes. It keeps us from the ultimate folly, thinking we will live forever and therefore giving us excuses to put off doing what we know we ought to do. And isn't that the ultimate folly? Thinking I've got plenty of time. Thinking I've got lots of days. Never knowing. Proverbs 27.1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Be careful with how we live our lives here upon the earth. 
for Christ. So the apostle Paul compares the Christian life to light and darkness. In verse 12, he says, the night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. We see this throughout the New Testament. We saw this in the Gospel of John, John chapter 9, where Jesus said, It is now the daytime. Let us do the works that my Father has given me to do while it is still daytime. For when the night comes, no man can work. The time to work is now. While it is daytime, while we are alive, while we have the opportunity. In Colossians, in Acts, in other places in the New Testament, it says that we have been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the Son of God. We have been brought from darkness to light. And so Paul uses this here. The night, he says, is far gone. What he is referring to here is the passing, fleeting days of this temporary, sinful world. This world and its desires, we learn in 1 John, are passing away. They are passing away. The night, the night that you used to live in, when you used to be devoted to your sinful passions and to the things of this world, that night is far gone for you, or should be, and the day is at hand. Now is the appointed time. Now is the day of salvation. Now is our time to work for Christ. Now is our time to take the gospel to our community and to the farthest reaches of the world, which some of you we'll be learning more and more about in the perspectives course that is about to start. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. The time to live for Christ is right now. So then, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us cast off living for sinful passions and desires Instead, let us put on the armor of light. The armor of light is God's own holiness and purity, which he desires for his children to be constantly clothed with. We are clothed with the righteousness of Christ. Therefore, we are to live in the righteousness of Christ. It is the clothing of spiritual purity and integrity, a reflection of, of our Lord's own holiness. And we have this wonderful teaching in the New Testament. It seems humanly to be almost like a contradiction, but it isn't. It's a beautiful biblical tension. We are righteous in Christ. We are clothed in his righteousness, yet we are commanded to put on his righteousness. We are clothed in his holiness, and yet at the same time, we are commanded to put on his holiness. We are clothed with his love. The love of Christ fills us, and yet we are commanded to put on the love of Christ. 
This is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 23 and 24. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. That's it. Be renewed. This first day of 2023, be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Put on the new self. You say, but I already have the new self. Yes, you do. And put it on. Live out who you are in Christ. Live out the person God has recreated you to be. Created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Let me share this with you. The armor of light is the same thing as the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. I just want you to hold on to that. I'm going to come back to it a little bit later in this message. But the armor of light is the same thing as the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. Let us walk properly, or excuse me, the night is far gone, the day is at hand, so then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on, put on the armor of light, the light that we have in Christ. Therefore, verse 13, let us walk properly as in the daytime. Let us walk as men and women of Christ. Let us walk as men and women who are living in the daytime of the now. Now is the acceptable time to live for him and to share him with others. Not in orgies. He says, don't live according to your sinful passions. That's how the world is living every minute of every day. Not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. And he gives us a list of examples of sins that we are not to be living in. Don't live to gratify your sinful desires, but live in the daytime. Clothe yourselves with the armor of light. Well, that leads to our second point, which is put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We are commanded in Scripture to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you remember nothing else this morning, that's what I want you to remember. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ in 2023. In verse 14, it says, But don't live in the passions of and fleeting desires, self-gratification of this world, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ represents the continuing spiritual growth of every believer, of those who have become children of God through faith in Christ. It is this desire. I want to know him. I want to grow stronger in him. I want to have a greater zeal for him. I want to have a greater passion for him. Jesus is everything to me. That's what it means to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith 
just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ is to be rooted and built up in him. In him. So, again, that beautiful tension in Scripture. You have the holiness of Christ, so put on his holiness. You have the humility of Christ, so put on his humility. You have the purity of Christ, so put on his purity. You have the compassion of Christ abiding in you, so put on his compassion. You have the wisdom of Christ, so put on his wisdom. You have the forgiveness of Christ, so put on his forgiveness toward others. You are clothed in his righteousness, so put on his righteousness. You have his zeal, so put on his zeal. You have his patience, so put on his patience. You have his love, so put on his love. Clothe yourself. Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus. Now, I want you to catch this this morning. Putting on the Lord Jesus Christ is the same as putting on the armor of light and is the same as putting on the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. I just want you to catch that this morning. Putting on the Lord Jesus Christ is the same as putting on the armor of light and is the same as putting on the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. A few years ago, I preached through the book of Ephesians. When I came to the section on the armor of God, I ended, I know you won't remember this, but I ended by saying the way to summarize the armor of God is Romans 13, 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. To say to you, put on the armor of God, is to say to you to put on the Lord Jesus Christ because every piece of the armor of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. The start of a new year is an excellent time to wake up and put on the armor of light, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. As we go to communion this morning, there are three questions that I would like you to meditate on. Three questions. Number one, where am I at spiritually right now? As you look forward to a brand new year, where am I at spiritually right now? Second, have spiritual indifference and laziness crept into my life? Number three, what are some changes that I need to make in 2023 to pursue Christ with greater zeal and passion? What are some changes that I need to make this year to pursue Christ with greater zeal and passion? In just a moment, we're going to hand out the elements for communion. Let me give you a brief instruction, especially if you're visiting with us this morning. One of our deacons will pray for the bread and the cup. The deacons will hand out the bread and cup together. When everyone has been served, I will read a passage of Scripture, and then we will eat the bread together. I will read another passage of Scripture, and then we will drink together. If you are watching us by live stream this morning, while the deacons are serving communion, we encourage you 
to use this as an important time of meditation and reflection. I also want to say this very lovingly this morning. If you don't know Christ as your Savior this morning, or if you're not sure that you do, we would ask you to just quietly let the elements pass you by. Also, if you are a believer here this morning and you have perhaps some serious sin in your life that you haven't dealt with, you've come and you simply haven't dealt with it, or you have a ruptured relationship with another brother or sister in Christ that needs to be made right. I'm not talking about just the daily sins that we confess. I'm talking about something serious. It may be best for you just to let the elements pass you by. There is no shame. There is no shame on a particular Sunday of just letting the elements pass you by. At this time, we are going to share the Lord's Supper together.